0: So people have known for more than 250 years that salamanders can completely regenerate their legs after amputation. And this is a super fascinating process, but it's been a really hard question to crack. And so most of what we know is the stuff that happens on the outside of the limb. And so one of the first things that happens is that the salamanders don't bleed to death after an amputation. Um, We don't really understand how come they don't do that. Um, But the next thing that happens is that they form a special kind of skin across the cut wound. And without the skin, then they don't regenerate after the skin forms over the wound surface then underneath the skin a bunch of what i call activated cells collect and these are going to be the parent cells of the um, cells that will make up all the inside parts of the new limb and that structure has a special name it's called a blastema um, that word is derived from the greek meaning like um to bud and so it has like this bud-like structure and it grows it gets bigger and bigger and eventually it starts to form what anybody on the street would recognize as uh, digits or you know like fingers or toes and then eventually um, the limb grows completely back to the size that it was before it was amputated which is sort of a miracle because you know a tiny salamander has a limb that's about the thickness of a toothpick but an adult salamander has a limb that's like about the thickness of my pinky finger Um, and so it knows exactly how much to grow back and when to stop and how to reconnect all the parts So inside that regenerated limb are all of the essential parts very similar to inside a human limb. So muscle, cartilage, bone, tendons, uh, blood vessels, connective tissue, nerves, for instance. And so during this process, it re-hooks up all of the nerves and the blood vessels. And so what you get is this perfectly formed limb after this has happened. And you can't even tell where the amputation occurred in the first place. So it's you know a perfect process. All right, so the blastema, I'd like to say, is sort of where all the magic happens. So if you can't grow a blastema, then you can't regenerate limbs. But we don't actually completely understand how the blastema is built. So how the animal knows that it needs to make a blastema and exactly where it calls those cells up from inside the animal's remaining limb tissue, so inside the stump. Um, this could be a combination of stem cells and these things that we would call like uh, lineage-specific or, you know, progenitor cells that are specific to certain kinds of tissues. But there's also um, a possibility that some of this is a process that scientists call de-differentiation, which is sort of a fancy term that just means that cells kind of go back in time. Um, And, you know, like normally when you're walking around, the cells in your body, most of them have a special job that they're doing, right? And so once they do that special job, then... Um, then they're different from a cell that can't do a special job. But if it needs to go back in time and sort of make a, a more embryological version of itself, um, then we might say that it's undergoing this process called dedifferentiation. And so right now we don't understand how much of this is stem slash progenitor cells and how much of it might be an instance of dedifferentiation. Even just uh, 15 years ago, many of the things we can do now we couldn't do. And so some of the most powerful tools in modern molecular biology can now be used in salamanders. So for instance, if you wanna track cells around inside salamanders um, while the tissue is alive, you can take a gene from a jellyfish um, that is fluorescent, um, such as GFP, but there's lots of different versions of this now, all these different colors, and you can make a transgenic salamander. So you can basically take the piece of DNA that encodes the fluorescent protein and insert it in the salamander genome. And so all the cells that have that DNA uh, will be green and then you can actually make that even more precise so you can say we only want some cells to be green and so we can take the information that we know about the kinds of DNA pieces that the salamander has and basically use it to drive the expression of that gene and indeed that protein and so you can track cells around that way. Another thing you can do is um, if you suspect that the gene is important for regeneration, you can get rid of it. And so you can go in and you can basically modify the salamander genome in a way that it's missing that gene. And then you can ask, what's the consequence to regeneration? And this is sort of like the gold standard in genetics. And people have been able to do it, you know, for instance, in fruit flies and in mice for a very long time, but only recently have we been able to do it in the salamander. And that will really allow you to ask the question, um, what genes are required for this process of limb regeneration? Um, You can also Uh, infect salamanders with viruses, and these are viruses that aren't designed to make the salamander sick. They're just designed um, for the researcher to sort of explore um, what happens in the salamander cells during regeneration. So, um, when you're thinking about what the implications for human beings are, uh, if there is scientific knowledge about how salamanders regenerate limbs, the way I like to think about this is, you know, we, we can all sort of intuitively understand this is a very complicated problem. Um, How would someone who has unfortunately lost a limb regrow that entire limb? But on the flip side, it's a really important problem because I think we can also all agree that uh, the perfect replacement would be for the person to regrow those parts, right? Um, And so even though this is sort of like almost like a science fiction question at this moment in 2019, I really believe that the only way that we're going to get to uh, stimulating limb regeneration in human beings is if we fully understand the blueprint that nature has provided us. And I like to think of this as sort of like the instruction manual is there, but we need to get in there dig in and find out how it's really happening in the salamander because if we could do that, then those are going to be the essential clues to even approach the question in the human being. And if we don't understand how the salamander is doing it and their limbs are so very similar to the human limb, then scientifically we're at a huge disadvantage to approach the question of limb regeneration.